to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact. We are all up in your face. It is time once again for the one, the only, Protonic Reversal. And welcome to it. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. A special Tuesday, Quarantine's edition of Protonic Reversal. Not, I'm not going to say the last Tuesday, but the last Tuesday as, as a regular thing. Uh, I have one third of the awesome Martha's... Vineyard Fairies with me, uh, Alicia. Welcome to the show, man. It's it's uh, it's great hey, to see you. I was uh, I was just listening to the record earlier. It's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm just going to give you the <laughs> the same thing I've been asking anyone during COVID times. How did it feel releasing this during COVID though? Um, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, weird because everything is weird during COVID, right? But um. To me, it felt like releasing a record. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there's obviously we're not touring. Right. <laughs> but but uh, other than that, I think there's like a real need for for music and for entertainment and everything right now more than almost ever with the fact that there's no shows and there, you, there's no anything else. So, you know, I thought it was great. We actually, it was going to come out or, or we had been talking with a different label as COVID hit. And then they're like, we can't put it out because there won't be any touring, which we totally understood. And then we were super psyched that, uh, uh, you know, that we got to put it out. Well, well yeah. And it seems like it's, it's hitting, it's hitting folks. And I think you hit on something interesting. That's almost like a music, like people are making an extra effort to put value into music right now. Just because there's there's so much ambiguity, so much uncertainty, so much anxiety in the world that it's almost like people like are making. I am going to care more than maybe I normally <laughs> normally well, would. I, absolutely, and also like just for me personally, I feel like I've bought more music in the last you know thirteen or fourteen months, whatever it is, year. <laughs> um, My bank account agrees. <laughs> you know, and and. and because, you know, we're all on the computer a little bit more. And, like, yeah. I'm finding out about more music. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God, look at this. Oh, this is out. I want to buy it. I want, you know, I, I feel like that's certainly been the case for me. Um, I, I, uh, I think there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, you know, we thought about waiting. And, you know, we recorded the record a while ago, um, or at least the, the bulk of it. And, uh, um, you know, we thought about waiting. But it's like, how long are you going to wait? When are 
you know what I mean? Let's just put it out. We can do another record and, and put right. that out when things are normal and we can tour and, you know, whatever. Like there, there was that kind of that moment in like March or so. It's like, oh, well, I'm sure this will blow over like five or six weeks, maybe at the outside, you know, that couldn't possibly. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, people are like, you know, <laughs> stay home for two weeks and then it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be hard to stay home for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. And then, you know, then it was, you know, it's a year later. And and, and so, you know, I would rather just just do it and move forward than then wait for the ideal, the ideal time, which is maybe never. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're getting it out there in the world. Uh, and, and again, a good response. And it's, you're looking at it from the perspective of, it's not like a make or break thing. I mean, you got, you guys are all guys that have been around the block. You, you know, you're geographically, uh, disparate, I think is the word. Is it disparate or disparate? Disparate. I think it's disparate. 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 Uh, so, even getting together to play is it seems like that could be a bit of a challenge well yeah i mean bob lives in chicago obviously yeah. chris lives in cambridge and and i live here on martha's vineyard and uh um i mean one good thing is that bob is from the the greater boston area he's from boston. And his family <laughs> he's, from, he's from waltham massachusetts yeah. so his, his family is still there so it's not like he's not in the area from time to time sure and, and you know, a regular around here. I mean, Chris was living in Seattle for a few years of the band as well. And that was definitely. That's further. Know, tri-coastal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, we have to plan ahead, you know. Well, but the, the nice thing about your band is that it's sort of like, it's everyone since is everyone has been in bands for a very long time and are doing this for love of doing it and, and to kind of dig deeper into that creativity that people are going to make the effort and, and be realistic about that too. It isn't going to be like anyone thinks that, you know, you're going to be touring the world for like nine months out of the year, even in non COVID times or anything. Uh, oh, of course. No, no, no. I mean, I, you know, uh, we have jobs and I have kids and, and we're in other bands, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, you know, n- n- nobody thinks that, and you know, and, and I wouldn't want to do that. I don't think, Bob or Chris would, and I mean, we, we, we just can't either, you know. Logistically I mean, infeasible. I, I, I think it would be difficult, like, if we were, like, a really new band just starting out, Yeah. you know, a, a young kids, and it's like you want to go take on the world, and you don't mind sleeping on a floor for a year, you know, all those things, like, right now would suck, but for me, it's like, it's sort of normal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you're not the first person to say that, right? Like, so I, I talked to a lot of people in the show, and especially during quarantine times, and you're not the first person to, you know, you know, do it with a laugh and like kind of joking, but sort of like, oh, well, things really haven't changed that much. Like, I didn't exactly like have an active nightlife before, like, you know, because it's there, a lot of times it's people that focus on their art or have, uh, you know, other activities that are not like painting the town red necessarily or like licking doorknobs at Hardee's or whatever people are up to. Yeah, I, I, I don't go out much, so like. Yeah. You know, obviously things are very different. You know, I haven't seen my brother in over a year. You know what I mean? He lives in Boston. I usually see him all the time. And that's heavy. Yeah, like, and and that's a minor inconvenience compared to what a lot of people are, are, are you know, have lived with or are going through or people who have, you know, yeah. been sick or have died, you know. Um, but in general, for me, it's been, uh, in a lot of ways, I like a slower pace mm-hmm. of life, so... Some things about it have been wonderful. Um, you know, I, I like my kids and my wife quite a bit. So it's, it, <laughs> Everyone likes it, each other? What a novel concept. <laughs> yeah, no, and so it's nice that we, you know, yeah. 
I'm stuck here with people that I really like spending time with. Which is not the worst thing in the world, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the so, I, and I guess, and and I, I kind of find that like process stories to be, you know, kind of hit or miss. But I think it's interesting that uh, you guys are geographically disparate because like, how, how do you how do you put the songs together? Is there any any like demoing, moving, like mailing stuff back and forth or anything, or is it all pretty much? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely do. Um, you know, if I have a song, I'll record a voice memo of it or something and email it uh, to those guys. And, and they'll, they'll do the same thing. Chris actually has written several of, of my favorite of his songs when we went to record the record. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, they're great. I mean, like, it's... it's Like, 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 like you know, he literally like, oh, I've got to go write a song and he'll go write the, the song, you know, She's a Fucking Angel from Fucking Heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you like you know, went upstairs at Bob's house and wrote that. It was like, all right, I got one. Here's a timeless pop song, y'all. Sorry, had to get that out. <laughs> yeah. What's that? I said, here's a, here's a timeless pop song. Sorry, just had to get that out. <laughs> yeah, and then there's other stuff that I feel like we'll, we'll labor on or they'll be, you know, we'll, we'll get together and rehearse and we'll, we'll tape that and listen back and then I'll sit in my basement trying to figure out guitar parts and stuff. You know, so, so it goes both ways from the incredibly quick to the long drawn out and, 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 you know, um, so, you know, I think probably a lot of bands that, that, that are remote work that way. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's easier now than it ever was really. And that was the case before COVID and it is still the case now. Uh, but I think it's now, I feel like this, if any, if any stigma existed before that, I feel like that maybe that's faded a little bit, like as being like, you know, Oh, well that's, it's not real unless it's the same you know, three or four people that get together in a room every Thursday or whatever. And it's like, no, that's yeah. Crazy. You know, I mean, uh, the band I was in for a long time, Cahoots. Um, I don't know if we ever lived right in the same spot. I mean, we were all in Massachusetts, yeah. but but uh, uh, often some of the band would be in Western Mass or the Boston area. Yeah. So we did. We would send tapes and CDRs back and forth. I mean, that's just how we did it. Um, is is and, is Cahoots done? No, uh, we we've been. Uh, we slowed way down. <laughs> right, right. I guess I would say uh, we're we're not done. I mean, we played. We did play a show in twenty nineteen, I think, or maybe we played two shows in twenty nineteen. Right, right. Um, Which is two more than uh, most bands played in twenty twenty. So there you go. Yeah, I don't think we <laughs> got anything done in twenty twenty. No, we're definitely not done. But uh, 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 John and Sal actually live in Western Mass. Rob and I from Coots live here on the vineyard and uh, we all would sort of like to do, do more. And we just don't. <laughs> so sometimes it's, sometimes it's as easy as that. I mean, you know, yeah. And, and Sal's in other bands. Rob has another band. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, we, we will play some stuff again. Every time we've, we've had practices We've right. you know, in the summer, like John will come down, his, his family's from here and Sal as well. And we'll get together in my basement and just rock out. Yeah. We like doing that. Right, but right, right. As far as shows, I feel like we've played the last bunch of shows we've played. It's like if someone asks us to play a show. Yeah. Like, you guys want to open for us? And they're like, oh, sure. Yeah, great. We'll go do it. Other than that, we don't do it. You're, you're not seeking out new things and to um, actively like, hey, y'all, we're going to go on a six-week tour for some reason. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 do that. Well, 
and I don't want to belabor the point because I feel like a lot of times bands just get have it is stuck telling the origin story over and over again. But uh, well, first of all, I th- I I of course I know what the band name is. But uh, could you tell maybe for the listeners that don't know what exactly Martha's Vineyard Fairies is all about? Sure. Martha's Vineyard is an island off the coast of Massachusetts. It's where I am from. I was born here. I'm sitting here right now in my basement. Um, it is uh, a vacation destination, two and a half, three months out of the year. It is a beautiful, quiet place the other nine months of the year. Um, it's a fairly large island. It's about 100 square miles. And it's, I think it's about seven miles off the coast, so to get here, you take a ferry boat. And um, you take the Martha's Vineyard Ferry. <laughs> like, I mean, it's an actual thing that you can you take from point A to point B to get to a location. Yes, you take it from, from either Oak Bluffs or Vineyard Haven, which are two towns on the island, to Woods Hole, which is on Cape Cod. And that's the boat. You, you hop on it. It takes 45 minutes. Um, you can drive your car onto it. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> the reason why I ask is because uh, for me, as like, yes, I live in the Midwest, but I'm a transplanted West Coaster, and even though I've toured considerably, like, there's certain things that only you know if you kind of grow up in an area or like are from like a certain region or something. It sure. al- it almost seemed like I was like, oh, that's an interesting collection of words. Like, hey, what's three cool words we yeah. can put together? Martha's Vineyard Fairies. Done. Cool. That's the band name. And I'm like, oh, that's funny that they oh, they came up with that. And then I was like, oh, there's an actual fairy? To Mar- oh, because oh. I knew Martha's Vineyard, or like at least I knew the name. Sure, everyone knows the name. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, the Clintons, Bill Clinton yeah. and, and, and the Obamas both vacationed here. Yeah. And- there's a lot of celebrities that, that come in the summer. And stuff. Yeah, so, it's, so my original it's, idea was like, oh, this is this is this. That's funny. They're naming themselves after like something that's like some, you know, upper class destination, and and it's like, oh no, it's actually a real thing. There's actual f- a ferry that goes from point A to point B that that goes through this place that is an upper class destination. Yes, <laughs> and and uh, I mean the band name was was a joke initially too. I mean Bob and I were sitting around doing like funny band names, right? <laughs> As one must in this in this uh, in this day and age, because finding like a nice like one word band name, oh nice, <laughs> is going to be uh, difficult to do than maybe it was in the nineties. Yeah, absolutely, and and, uh, and so we were just doing joke band names. I mean, the origin story of the band is just that Bob and I were were doing joke band names. And I was like, oh, I want to band the Martha's Vineyard Fairies, and he's like, oh, I'll play bass. Yep, and, so and then a while later, um, I was. Uh, Chris was playing drums for Cahoots on a Cahoots tour. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, oh, Chris should be the drummer in the Martha's Vineyard Fairies. And I like texted Bob or called Bob. I don't remember how, how it went, but it was like, oh, yeah, of course, Chris should be in this band too. And then we just did it. <laughs> you didn't call on the phone like Back to the Future style? <laughs> well, I was trying to think. I was like, drummer. did I even have a cell phone? Because I was late to the cell phone game. Right, right. <laughs> um. And I probably did, but I mean, I definitely remember touring with Cahoots when when I didn't have a cell phone, and I'd have to like borrow somebody's phone. Right. I, I remember those days very well, and you're not the only one. I, so yeah. it's well, and, and I feel like I was in a rare echelon of people that like it's like oh, I was familiar with all three people in the band, and I was like oh, that's awesome. Like I did not expect that. That was that's cool that that is happening. I think yeah, I think most people are familiar with. So at least people in our, our 
the, the you know independent rock music world are familiar with two people in the band. Right. Um, it is typically how it goes, and I'm you know I am the one they're they're less familiar with. Who? Yeah, exactly. And no, I, I, I get it. It's a lot of that. It's like wow, it's Bob Weston and Chris Broca and some guy, and that's actually 100% fine with me. Right. <laughs> they don't want to talk to me after shows. They want to talk to those right, guys. They don't want to bother you. It's yeah. great. Um, so, so that that's you know great for me. So uh, first record, God, I guess it must be over ten years ago at this point, right? It's got to be like twenty ten, right? Yeah, that's it. Came out in twenty ten. I think we probably recorded it two thousand and eight or so. I, I'm, okay. I'm really bad with dates and years. Uh, really bad. So so I don't remember exactly when we recorded it, but uh, yeah, it came out in twenty ten. It was an EP. We recorded it in Bob's living room in Chicago. That was the first time we had ever played together as a band. Interesting. Okay. So that, so like the recording of, of the, of the thing was your first time actually being in the room together, like as a band. Yes. yes. I mean, we had, the three of us had been in rooms together yeah, as a band. That's why I said as a band. Cause like, not like yeah. as humans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I think about it, I think there's a Kahoot song that all three of us did play on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Chris drummed on a record and Bob played some trumpet on it. So there is at least one Kahoot song. And, and actually, that's a, it's a song that Chris also put on a seven-inch single, but it's just the drums mm-hmm. and the reverb from the trumpet and, like, the reverb <laughs> from the vocals. Like, he, he came in while we were mixing that's it, wild. and Bob, okay. Bob recorded it, and we were in Chicago. And uh, Chris walked in, and I think Bob was, like, setting reverb levels. Yeah, yeah. And so the drums are going, and there's, like, the reverb return of the trumpet and the, and Chris is like, make me a mix of that. I'm going to put that out. And then he did. Commitment to the shtick, commitment to the bit. That's good. <laughs> it's kind of good though, too. It's like a good song. Um, so we did all play on that, I guess, but, right. but no, as the Martha's <laughs> interference, the EP was the first thing that we did. And I'm really still, I listened to it. Um, as this record was coming out, I listened to the old ones. And sure. I still think the EP is great. Well, and they're all they're all short and snappy songs. Um, you know, you have a you know, I think it's awesome that like one of the songs is called "Play Into Your Strengths." Like that's a great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's just a great it's a great song, but it's, all, it's just a great name for a song, and then also like a life ethos. It's like, oh yeah, oh, "Play Into Your Strengths." Yeah. right on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I, I'm really really happy with that record. Like still. And. Uh, again, so this this is a band that again geographically disparate that we you know, you're not going to be doing stuff all the time. So then when you're, when you know, like, ah, okay, I've, I've, we've written these songs, we recorded them. It sounds like this. Okay. Did, did it give you like a better idea of how to approach the next thing? Yeah. I mean, we, we then ended up playing shows yeah. after the EP came out and stuff. Um, I remember. <laughs> you know, before, before the, we recorded the next record and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how that goes though. I mean, it came together, I guess, sort of like, all right, you know, this is what we sound like. Yeah. We recorded it. We got together. This is it. And so that's what we sound like now. Right. And, and I kind of like that. I think that's, that's kind of cool. Cause there are some bands that, you know, can spend way too long thinking about it. Yeah. Or figuring and, it out on the fly or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this was just like, we don't really have a, a shtick or anything. It's just like, we do what we do. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, well, well, no. And, and it, it's, it comes out, 
it seems like it comes out from a very honest place and, and you know everyone's got their lived experience and it's like not to put too fine a point on it but everyone knows how to record everyone knows how to write a song how to play a record play a show <laughs> right we've done it before yeah. you know in other bands and and uh it's it's not you know the process is not new certainly and we had a lot of fun together i mean like we i don't think we would do it if we we were friends and we i don't i you know i wouldn't imagine we would put this amount of effort into it if we didn't actually also really enjoy hanging out together and, and playing together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I do. And I would say that my first impression upon seeing you guys play live, I was like, Oh, this is a very fun band. Even if I didn't know anything about anybody's like rock and roll pedigree or discography or whatever. Like I was like, Oh, this is a fun show. This is like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. We try to have fun. And, and um, I mean, we take it seriously, obviously, but, yeah. but it's fun. Well, and then there's some, I think there's something to be said for that. And I, th- I think a lot of times people, confuse seriousness with importance oh absolutely yeah and, and it's not that you even aren't serious about what you're doing but i mean it's just it's an enjoyable it's, it's okay to have an enjoyable experience as it turns out you know like it's like yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally okay to like i've gone to a lot of shows and i typically enjoy them yeah do you know what i'm saying so like why shouldn't i enjoy them if i'm if i'm also playing them <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, Why wouldn't you? Precisely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, what kind of stuff did you learn after taking it into being a live band? Did like did you did you feel like you already knew ahead of time? Okay, this is probably going to play out this way. It's gonna it's gonna feel like this. It's gonna sound like this. Or were there any surprises or anything with it? Um, I don't think there were really any surprises. I think for me, I've always been in bands where I was not the only guitar player. You know, I was in Cahoots or have been in Cahoots for, I mean, Cahoots was my high school band. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was in a senior in high school when we started that band. Rob Rob was was, was older, but uh, um, there's two guitar players and there always has been. So uh, you, you can you can suck a lot more when there's another <laughs> another another person there. Um, so that was for me a thing where I was like, all right, I have to get better at playing guitar. Right. And, and also, I mean... Uh, you know, Chris is a fantastic guitar player and he's the drummer in the band. And that was really daunting to me to be like, all right, I'm definitely the second best guitar player in this band, right. but I'm the guy standing up here with a guitar. So I, it made me work on my guitar playing quite a bit. Totally, uh, totally, yeah. Be, being the only person and knowing that there's a guy in the band who's one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... I think there's two ways that can that can go, and it sounds like you took the way that it's taken as a challenge to yourself to kind of like dig a little deeper and and find something, you know, more. Oh, absolutely, a- absolutely. You know, and and I like that. And also, you know, but as far as surprises, no. I think, you know, how are we gonna, you know? And I had played with Chris. You know, yeah, you have that shorthand already because he played with you in that Cahoots tour. So you and you know how he, you know how everyone plays. But like, there's something different about when you're actually playing with somebody. I think. Totally. Absolutely. Um, but no, I would say there wasn't a lot, of, at least for me, there was not, it wasn't like, you know, oh shit. Like this isn't going to work and we're playing. It, well, it was fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I guess I just, I, I more mean like, you know, every band has its own feel. Every, every band has its oh. own uh, presence, like as a unit. And sometimes that can be surprising. Something's like, oh, I didn't expect that, or like, oh, that's interesting that that hit that way, or or whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, we seem to yell a lot uh, from <laughs> stage sometimes, and that was not a planned thing. It just sort of started happening. I was like, oh, this is great. I guess we yell now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you do, and it, and it is part of the fun. Like, it is enjoyable, even though it was, it's a bit disorienting of, like, what? what's what's with all the yelling? But, like, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's, we play shows where we haven't yelled, too, and yeah. that seems maybe wrong at this point. But, <laughs> um, people, people, it's professional rock and roll band. They're going to expect the yelling. <laughs> no, I mean, but at least for me, we didn't sit down and, like, plot out how we were going to appear on stage. I mean, we wear uniforms, but, yeah. or we wear the same shirt, right? As as uniform as like I don't know like a bowling team or something like where it's it's like yeah. loose uniform. <laughs> you yeah, can tell I'm everyone's. Right yeah, I was gonna say you you've got it on right now. And our, friend, our friend Rosemary uh, made us these embroidered. You got a little bow. Yeah, so you got an embroidered Martha's Vineyard fairies, and then you got the the name on the the right side, a la like the. I, don't know, I equate it with like gas stations and like things along those. Yeah, lines, well, it right? was like the old steamship authority. Universe. Oh, there you go. Even yeah. Well, you know, it's relevant. Who knew? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and and so that was a fun thing, like to do. You know, like oh, we'll wear yeah. silly shirts. But that's really as far as we got. Right. Yeah. You're you're not playing Devo uniforms or anything along those lines at at this point. Although. No, but I would. <laughs> like, if somebody wants to spring for Devo uniforms, I am hundred percent down, down okay. with with Devo uniforms. You heard it here first, folks. I. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so then. Um, it, from the outside perspective, it didn't seem like that long until you put out the 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 second EP, the the what was it, the one with the rainbow on it, the uh, uh, oh uh, mass grave, right? <laughs> mass grave. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I, when did that come out? Twenty thirteen. Yes, twenty thirteen. I was gonna say. Okay. I, I remember so it, it being it, a couple years later, but I guess it was three years later. So okay. It was not that long, I guess. And that record, we recorded that in Bob's basement. We did the first one in his living room, and he, he redid his basement, so we were, there was suddenly room to record a record down there, yeah. <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, it went, you know, smoothly. You know, it was, it was fun to do, and I think we knew maybe going into it more what we could do with each other, you know, playing-wise, how we were going to do it, that kind of thing. Um, but it was, it was more of the same, really, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. There, I mean, there aren't any ska songs, right? It's like, I, yeah, I get it. It's, no, no, no. no. It, it's, uh, I mean, you know, we. I think we sound like a collection of, like, if you were familiar with what we do, yeah, we sound like you would think we do. <laughs> Which there's something there's something to be said for that, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's, oh, no, I mean, exactly. It's it's like, you know, we don't. Yeah, we're not a ska band. Yeah. We're not, you know. There's no psych freakouts necessarily, you know, like. <laughs> no, it should be. <laughs> they could be, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the new thing we're going to do. Um, I don't think we've ever sat around and talked about, like, having a sound or what our sound is. Yeah, so and that's interesting because it kind of seems like everybody, everybody, like, is from bands that have, like, defined sounds, that, that have, like, hey, we've, you know, we've, got this figured out it's it sounds like this like again there's 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 not like a it's not that it's like the ramones necessarily but it's like everybody's got their thing that if you know they're known for or that they kind of like tend to travel in uh but that can be a thing that sometimes you know like you you get a was analysis paralysis right where you're like well we could do this we should, could we do that should we do that how about this how about this 
Yeah, I think, you know, certainly with Bob and Chris, I mean, shellac has a very defined sound. You hear right. 10 seconds of a shellac song, you know exactly who it is. Um, certainly Codeine, which, yeah. you know, Chris... Which was, I adore, uh, Codeine. I think that band's fa- fantastic. But it's like also... Oh my God, they're amazing. I mean, it's, not that I don't adore shellac, but, you know, like, it's, 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 it's just these are all iconic bands. These are all, like, bands that, like, have a defined sound. I, I this is embarrassing, but I didn't know Chris was the drummer in Codeine till way after I knew Oh, this. really? Really? Yes. Oh, and I was a Codeine fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, they I, I just, but they didn't exactly have, like, their their pictures on the cover or anything either. It was kind of, like, mysterious. No, I and, never saw them. I don't think I was aware of them when they were around. Yeah. And so I just liked the records. Like, oh, this band is awesome. And yeah. then it was like, wait, you were in Codeine? <laughs> what you know and i had that moment of like that doesn't yeah 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 ha- you know and i was a big cum fan obviously yeah yeah another band that has a, a sound a very distinct you know, and, and defined thing. sound sure yeah yeah and so so you know i think cahoots probably less so of a of a truly like defined, defined thing like yeah coding or shellac i mean when rob is singing in cahoots he he has a very distinct voice so yeah so you know immediately that it's him. Um, but so, yeah, I think we, you know, certainly didn't sit around and go like, well, let's take 20% shellac <laughs> and 5% Volcano Sons and, you know, and mix it in, you know, at all. We just started playing and that's what happened. No, but but I mean, like, I, I suppose you could be in a situation where like, Hey, you know, I don't want this to sound anything like cahoots. You know, I want it to, you know, I want it to, to, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm only going to play single notes. I'm only, you know, like whatever you set up oh, some sure. weird, like five instructions no. kind of thing. Right. <laughs> a thing I did do was, was I purposely, um, wrote the fairy songs because cahoots was certainly more active when, when the fairy started, I have purposely written the fairy songs as fairy songs. Gotcha. It's okay. not just like I wrote some songs and I'm going to give some to Cahoots and some to the fairies. Right, 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 right. For me, the, the, the songs I've written in the fairies were written as songs for the Martha's Vineyard fairies. And uh, um, I think maybe one of them was just sort of a thing I'd written, but, but really all of them, that, that, that I specifically did. I don't think I set out to write them any differently Mm-hmm. But you sat down with that intent. You sat down and be like, "Okay, this is it's it's fairies time, baby. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is. I'm gonna. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um. So that's the only thing I did differently, and and you know, tried to improve my guitar playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so do you. You find then, like, are you often surprised by what ends up coming out, or is it, or you're like, oh yeah, that's good, and that's what I thought that was going to be. Um, I am surprised sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is what I do. But no, absolutely I'm surprised, um, which is nice. It's nice to be pleasantly surprised by your own Absolutely, thing. yeah. <laughs> you could do a whole lot worse, sure. <laughs> right, I mean, it would probably be really boring if you weren't. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say that uh, some of the stuff I've labored over, mm-hmm. some of the guitar parts or the... Uh, lyrics. I have. I, I, I'm, I hate writing lyrics. So, like, some of the stuff I've labored over, and some of the stuff I, I happened very fast. Mm-hmm. And there's no middle ground for me. It's kind of like uh, one extreme or the other. Yes. Do you find that 
you've changed ideas like when the when those guys have brought their uh pieces into it like where you, oh i thought it was this and it turns out it was this or is it mostly oh, oh absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I, I think a nice thing that we we all do is like i absolutely trust bob and chris yeah. musically you know in general in life but 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 <laughs> right. musically you know uh they know what they're doing and so if one of them takes something somewhere, I mean, I'm usually totally okay with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Other times where I'll have an idea and be like, this should go like this. But more often than not, it's worse when you do that. <laughs> well, you know I mean? and I guess what I'm leaning to also is, you know, being a band with, multi, you know, multiple songwriters as well. Like, you know, if, if Chris is coming in with something, like, does, you know, does he have clearly defined ideas on things? Like, how do you approach... Some things absolutely. There's some of the songs where I am copying what Chris wrote on the guitar. Right, right. right. As best I can, trying to literally copy what he's doing. Yeah. Um, And then other things where it's much more free. With Bob's stuff, because he's a bass player, you know, Bob isn't the kind of bass player who also is a guitar player. Right. so like if he sends something it's it's a bass part yeah and uh i would say that you know he, he also might say oh you should try playing something like this and, and i'll obviously try that but I, I think i have more freedom on the bob songs in some way to because they aren't as defined they aren't as clearly defined from the from the get-go sure yeah that makes sense. The, the guitar part is not as clearly defined yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah definitely well, and, it, and it's it's interesting that it seems like it rides a balance between um, having everyone's like articulated individual vision, but also having like a uniform band sound, where it's, where it's almost like, and and, and I, t- to be clear, I mean, this is a compliment. It's almost like you're like, oh, who who's singing that one? You know, oh, okay. Yeah, totally, totally. We, we don't want it to be like, um, or at least I certainly don't want it to be like, oh, three dudes that, you know, it's so, oh, this is his song, this is his song, yeah. this is his and song. And here's the one the drummer sings. Oh, okay, you know. Right. Exactly. No, we, you know, I think it's always great when, when a band that has multiple singers, and maybe you know which one, which singer is which, but, uh, you know, I recently listened to uh, all the Pavement records, which I hadn't done in oh, forever. Oh, wow. okay. How was that? Um, and I always liked the first couple and then didn't like the, the later ones. And I listened to all of their albums, like, a couple weeks ago. And realized that all the good songs on the later albums were by Spiral Stairs. Yep. <laughs> and I, I didn't know that because they don't sound necessarily like that different. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like no, no, absolutely. And um, yeah, I've noticed the same thing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, but, but I never, I never like they don't jump out as like this is a different guy. Right. It's right. Oh, it's a different. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's a song by. Awesome. Here's like, a song by a clearly different person. No, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like a pavement tune, and it's you know. it's a pavement song. You're like, oh, what is this one? Oh, oh, Spiral Stairs wrote this one. Okay, cool. Like, and that happened to me like three times. Yeah. In the the later pavement thing. I will say, I think they have like, there's like at least a song or two on each one of those later records. Like, that's a great song. Like, I don't know if I would oh, listen to the whole there's, record. There's plenty. But... I, I don't mean to say. I think it's it's also in comparison, you know, to their first I mean, seven inches. Like, come on, you can't. It's like a volcano exploding in the, the, the early end. And, and I, you know, they were from the next town over from me. And I just oh, wow. was, I was too punk rock, too cool for school to like pay any attention whatsoever. And, uh, 
No, I didn't give a shit about them either when they were when they were around. I was at a club one time drinking up in the Middle East in Cambridge. My friend was a bartender, and Pavement was playing downstairs. And I'm just at the bar, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go see Pavement?" I'm like, "No." And they were literally I just had to walk, and it was free. I just had to walk downstairs. All I had like, to do was walk into a different room. Yeah. And I was like, "Not really. It's nice in here, and I'm drinking a beer." Like, I, I didn't like Pavement till till years after they broke. Oh man, that's. No, no, maybe I like them by the very end, but but yeah. no, I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely had that. Like I saw, I saw him play. I, I got a friend of mine dragged around, and I was like, all right, fine. And I saw him like, ah, Christ, they're pretty goddamn good. I think about it all the time. It's like, oh, they played so and so's like rec room or whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, I could have gone to Alti, but see all that stuff. Huh? Okay, well, right, and, and that was just the thing where like, you know, there's a main songwriter, but the other guy. They still sound like the same band. Yeah, it's not. It, it, they have they have a, a band voice, even though it's in. Which is, I mean, I think that's actually a relatively apropos description for fairies too. Is is it like, it all comes across as a band voice, even though uh, you have literally in some cases different voices. Uh, oh, I, absolutely, and I, I like that. I mean, there's something to be said sometimes for a band where that doesn't have that, where yeah. you're like, like what but, is what? But <laughs> could you imagine if like Mission of Burma had? You know, because they're the same thing. They, yeah. they sound like a Burma, no matter who is singing. No matter who it is, yes. But can you imagine if, like, one of them really sounded, wrote different songs, than the, and so you're like, oh, Mission of Burma, Mission of Burma, and then, huh. Yeah. Huh. All right. That's interesting. There are bands yeah. that do that. I'm trying to think of a good example right now where, like, there's a guy that writes songs very differently, and you immediately know it's Sebado, when Gary oh, yeah. was in the band. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Sebado's a, a fantastic example of that. Where you know he had like Lou and Jason, and then like what the hell is Eric Gaffney yeah, doing? And then here come Eric Gaffney, like flying in from Neptune. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and like I like those records, so you know. Oh, as as do I, but like it definitely. I I got a a tape off of a friend, like a uh, like a, 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 a you know taped it off of like a record, and I was like, what is this? Is this this? I literally stopped him like. Is this the same band? Is this like a comp tape? Like what? <laughs> like I was very confused for a while until it was explained to me. A friend of mine went and saw them one time in England and said they had just had a big write-up and it was basically like, oh, Lou is this amazing sensitive songwriter and Jason is this rocker and then this other asshole is ruining this band. <laughs> and they came out and just did an entire set or like the first nine songs were just like Eric noise freakouts. Yeah, And it was yeah. like a big show. They were in England and they were making it and he said it was awesome. He said it was like I'm such sure, a great yeah. Ga- to see that. Gaffney's right. He used to, he lived in the Bay Area for a while. I used to see him all the time at uh, um, the guitar shop that all the other musicians go to. When he had a, he had a band for a hot minute. That I can't I can't remember what it was, but it was it was good. It was it was good, and like it wasn't as like chaotic as some of those like uh, Sebado era Gaffney songs for sure. 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 And I, I was almost like. I was like ready to, when I when I I saw that band whatever it was called I can't remember I was like sure. you know strap in all right here we go and I was like oh no this is this is not this is not what I thought it was potentially right. gonna be like it's almost oh. disappointing it wasn't as chaotic and crazy as it was but I was like oh no it's just good songs okay right on yeah he can do that too cool. <laughs> anyway <Good to> know. <laughs> having nothing to do with Sebado or Gaffney like I I think the idea of of <laughs> you know that it can go a couple ways, right? And if the band's good enough, like you're, it'll be forgiven. And but there's always going to be someone that, like, you know, oh, I don't like the such and such song or whatever. If it's immediately defined or or, or whatever, because for sure, exactly. But then if you think of a band like like since we're talking '90s indie rock at this point, like 
like Polvo, yeah. who had two songwriters, and I don't know who wrote. Can't voice. tell who's singing. Can't tell who's playing guitar. I can't I tell if it is a guitar. A bunch of t- I, is it guitar? I don't even know. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So like it, uh, it's bending. Whatever it is. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so like Great, I, I, I always it. like that 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 thing too. Where like it's a band. I don't know who's doing what. Yeah. Absolutely. So so then okay. So you got the uh, so let's get back to the band. The, yeah. You you've got. Then you get the second EP, and as you mentioned, there's that great, you know, that fucking timeless pop song that's on there. That's that's like that's nice, you know. Yeah. That just comes out of left field. Are, are like, do you know immediately? You're like, oh, this is this is, oh wow, this is cool. Or is it just like, all right, another song, cool, let's go. No, that that was a cool song. It was yeah. like, oh, this is a great song, man. Wow, cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one that everyone heard. It's like, wow, great song. I mean, it's it, you can't not. It, it's that. pretty undeniable, and, and uh, but then also it's interesting because you also have the, um, I mean, you got the tune that's uh, um, like the uh, the uh, uh, not chanting. What am I thinking of? Like the 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 kind of um, droney's the wrong word, but you you got the uh, um, uh, like you close with the one in Chicago the one time. Uh, oh yeah 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 um, um, yeah um what's it called? I can't. <laughs> I, this is this is um, fantastic. It's called it's called One White Swan. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and and that one, you know, like just yeah. feel wise, it's like interesting that you could have like a song like that that's real, like kind of spacious and moody, and and then also have that like sit in the same set with like this like banger pop song too. You know? Yeah, and, and that's that's a good example of a thing like we'll do. Like I I wrote that song, and it was like a two minute song. <laughs> and if that and Bob was like, let's do this outro. Well, let's just let's go. Four times longer <laughs> than the song, and yeah. and then Bob was also like, all right, let's do these vocal parts. Yeah. So like it was like, huh, okay. To me, it was like this two minute song. Yeah. And then it's like a five or six minute song. Well, it's cool because it's it's expansive and it, well, first of all, it, it makes a great. Almender, I think, but then also like as as a live number, it kind of brought on a new sort of feel to which was otherwise like oh you know cool like bop, sure, sure, bop, sure, yeah. bop and pop rock and then like whoa whoa okay here's the here's the monk song all right let's go yeah it's it's super fun to play live too I really like like playing that one because it it uh it changes the 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 vibe of the room yeah totally. Yeah. Like completely it, for in a good way. It's you know again not like we bust out our ska song and change right. the vibe, it, <laughs> right. but it that would change it to a very different vibe. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it, it very quickly changes what's going on in, in the atmosphere of the room. I, I like that. Well, and and because it, you know, it occurs to me like because even though the songs are longer on that record, that's the only like long song, and by long it's like like I have memories of it feeling like it was like eight minutes long or something. Like when when I saw I it, think, I think we played it live probably longer than it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's better. But but then I was like, no, actually but you know, five and change, that's that's pretty good. That's like that gets across what needs to get across. But then it also does the thing where even though you've got this like long, expansive like uh mood piece near the end of it, it kinda makes you want to start the record over too. Which which is which is great. And I think most bands either don't or won't pull that off. I think there's too much of a I don't know, there's there's just too much of an allure to just Okay, well, we got more songs. Throw those on too. Throw those on too. And it's, you know, it's makes you just want to start it over again. Yeah, less is more. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's often the case, and like, you know, as someone, I've, I've listened to a lot of records, you know, in my life, and uh, I often 
would find that records had like three songs too many on them. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't even know which three. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, this this is a tour game, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, totally. And, but like, if you listen to like, you know, anything from the '50s or, or, you know, '60s before before the album became the thing, you know, you'd have these records that are like 13 minutes aside. Like yeah. Chet Atkins albums. So like, there's a million of them. They're they're short and they're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I love that, you know, and I, and obviously like double albums have their place and, and big long things, but I feel like there's often like, you know, you didn't need to put that song on there. <laughs> like the album would have been just it as would, good. It would have been okay without it. Yeah. <laughs> 23 minutes is totally good. You can listen to the thing twice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised that's not more popular because like, I feel like everyone is sort of, partially or completely riddled with ADD now just based upon our culture and how everything's like thrown at you that it's it's more popular with me yeah <laughs> um, yeah I, yeah I, but, but then there's great like hey Colossus like that last record they put out is, is like you know a thousand years long but it's fantastic like it's I, I haven't heard it but it's but uh totally badass it's an awesome record yeah. but it's it, it is the exception that proves the rule right where where I'm like I'm like all right well that I'll, I'll fuck with that one that's good Sure. No, there's tons of great albums that are that are super. I mean, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that there's a lot of albums that are too long. I that might not totally even agree. be long yeah. albums. No, no, and and some some of them it's like, oh, this isn't long, but it feels long. And what, what I always say is the, um, hey, this is great. When's it going to be over? Yeah, Mine's yeah. Gonna... <laughs> a, a couple years ago, I I got really into hair metal, and uh, which is for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. I can't, I can't even explain why. I wasn't it was a thing to do. Me. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had never really listened to that stuff. I always thought it was really stupid. Yeah. And the thing I took away from it is that like all of those hair metal records would be really great EPs. <laughs> like rat could have made four killer EPs instead yeah. of like one pretty good album and three crappy albums. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's like, a whole... <laughs> like Dokken. Like yeah. I bought some Dokken albums and it was like, man, there's like five rippers on this record. And yeah. then there's like seven fucking shitty songs. Garbage, yeah. <laughs> like like and that was like that entire genre should have been mm-hmm. maxi singles or something. <laughs> <laughs> the the maxi single edit, like the the Snyder cut, except for like, you know, you, yeah. you just go through and do it with all the hair metal records and, and like Right, they should all be turned into like four to five song records. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I thought I didn't like this band. This is pretty good. Yeah. No, and it's you don't like rap. This record bangs. Listen to these four songs. Yeah, 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 exactly. And here's the yeah. bonus: you don't have to listen to anything shitty while you, while, while you're listening to it. It's like, oh, great. That's, yeah, exactly. Win win. Yeah, I guess that's what like Spotify playlists are for. Yeah, well, but, yeah, that, but that's. I yeah, it takes. That's a different show, and we're not going to get into that. But yeah, <laughs> I have strong sure. feelings about that as well. Uh, back to you guys, though. I, so you got like a seven seven year, like like twenty thirteen to because you said you basically been sitting on the record for about a year, right? So it's like you what tracked it in twenty nineteen then? Oh no, we tracked the new record in like twenty. Again, I'm super bad with years. Um, twenty sixteen, I'd like okay. to say. Okay, wow. So that was it. Was been sitting around for a while then. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I'm trying to think like. My son is four, and he was not born yet when we tracked the record. Oh wow! Okay, so so, so it's a pretty 
pretty big wait between records. Was there just like life stuff happening? Was it like, was there? A... Yeah, I mean, well, we, we just didn't quite finish it. Yeah, um, it's, a good, it's a good reason not to release it. It's not done yet. All right. We, yeah. we, yeah. I and mean, we, we, we did all the, the tracks for it here in my basement uh-huh. and then, you know, went off and were doing other things and we toured in this, in that time. Yep. And then there was, uh, like some vocals that had to get done and a couple of little guitar overdubs. And we just, it just took a long time. Um, and then we had to mix it and we definitely do, uh, spend a lot of time going back and forth with mixes, like, you know, which is right. great with email mix. And, yeah. and I think we probably more than a lot of bands like, Oh, what about like, half a db up on this <laughs> right here you know because we yeah, can yeah, and yeah. so we do that kind of thing um i mean that sounds a little extreme but but uh do you have like files that are like mix final rev 15 final final like 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 that or is it pretty organized uh well no bob bob is super organized yeah, so i, I kind of answered that question already but you know it's funny to say that <laughs> yeah um, I think that's final multiple times is my favorite type of file. No, totally. And, and like, honestly, like it probably sounds like the rough mixes, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you probably could have just like put the rough mixes out and it would be the same record. Um, which is usually the case. Uh, can you, well, and I want to do the thing, uh, while we're, while we're talking, where we kind of go through the album, which I, which I do think is great. I think it's really interesting. And go through song by song. Before we do that, uh, tell me about the cover, because the cover got an interesting story behind it. It's an interesting cover, first of all. And, and, and of course, I don't think I've actually said the record title aloud yet, but it's Sun's Out, Guns Out. Yep, the Martha's Vineyard Fairies, Sun's Out, Guns Out is the new record. It's on uh, Ernest Jenning Record Company, which is a, a New York label that we're super psyched to be working with. Um, the cover is uh, Bob and his wife Carrie were in China. And I guess they went into a little store that sold old communist propaganda shit. Right, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, and there was this poster. And they're like, holy shit. So they bought, you know, the, the photo that's on the cover of the album was this poster they bought. And they didn't know what it was. And they just, you know, it's in their living room. It's awesome. It's such it's a cool. A stunning image. I mean, it's sort of like, whoa. Oh, stunning. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's from... Uh, it's from an opera called the red detachment of women, which is one of the eight Chinese model operas, which were, uh, basically the only thing you could watch. (laughs) Here's your state television and, but it's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they were awesome or not. Like I, well, that's awesome. I don't know about the rest of it, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was, there was eight of them. There was, uh, the red detachment of women. There was taking tiger mountain by strategy. There was, I don't remember the other ones, but, but, they were communist propaganda operas. Yeah. And Mao's wife was very involved with them. So, I mean, and they were, I'm not kidding when they, they were like what you could watch. Yeah. These things were, yeah. were, were being performed and there was movies of them, you know, all over the place. And, and so, uh, that is from a poster for that one, for the red detachment of women. And, uh, the video for one of the songs was done by a friend of Bob's and he found footage of the, of actual, the, opera. the actual opera. Yeah. 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 And it's so crazy to see like, it's really cool looking stuff. 
I mean, did, so, you, did you just know when you saw it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's an album cover right there. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think we all <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think Bob sent me a picture. I don't know if he sent me a, a picture from China. Yeah. But I think he actually probably did. And 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 it was sort of like, wow, this is an amazing image. And, uh, and it just, it worked really well. Like, it worked. It fit in with what the other two records had looked like, which we wanted. Yeah, because 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 looking at them kind of all together, like they haven't like there's something even though they're very unique album covers, they there's like a there is a certain corollary with all of them that uh, I don't know if it's something with the color or, or how they fit together. Like they all fit very nicely together. Oh yeah, well we want we really wanted that to to be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's a great album cover. I'm really really psyched about it. Uh, so let's talk about the songs. Let's talk about the sure. songs. Um, well, and I like that you know the the double. Also, the, the name of the album is good. I think it, it you know works on multiple levels, which is the point. Uh, it works on a lot of levels. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, there was a lot of talk of how do we punctuate it. Yeah, and we just didn't, and uh, uh, it works on a lot of levels. It can be whatever you want, however you want to interpret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and it's it's that that that's that's a nice thing, especially which I think is. Um, that's being knowledgeable of like the people that are going to be interested in the music. I think too that like you're you're, you're allowing everyone to kind of play along rather than than them the story. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first song, uh, it, it's MC Modern, right? Not Mick yes. Martin. Okay, I, I assume yep. that was, that's what I was saying. MC Modern. Yeah, MC Modern. Tell me about MC Martin. Uh, it is a song that Bob wrote, um, and it's it's kind of an interesting. These stories can be so boring. This one's actually kind of interesting. We did a tour of the West Coast six years ago, maybe. That was I, the, that was when I said you guys at the Hemlock, I think, right? Was that yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and Chris was living in Seattle, so we got together in Seattle to rehearse. Yeah, and we rehearsed our set, and then we worked on some new new stuff. And Bob's like, "Oh, I have this thing," and it was just like the main bass part, mm-hmm. a bass riff of the song, and then the other the, the change. And I didn't understand at all what he was going for. Like it didn't. <laughs> like I, I, we we played it a few times. I tried to come up with some guitar parts. Yeah. I was just sort of. I, I didn't get it. Yeah. And I don't think Chris really did either. Maybe a little bit, but we, I remember we were we did a few songs, and that was one that we recorded. And after that tour, I, I got home and I had the recording of our new stuff, and I was like, I don't fucking get this song. <laughs> like Bob has this vision that I I don't see. And so I borrowed a, a looper pedal from a friend of mine, like one of those guitar looper pedals, and I played the bass part into the, the looper. And then I just like sat in my basement mm-hmm. for hours with that bass part Listen over to that and over, part, just going over and over and over. Yeah, like flying out things. And then very quickly towards the end of this, like what do, this whole thing came to me, like oh, this is what I should play. This is what I should do. And I immediately. Uh, I think recorded it in GarageBand or maybe on my phone. I don't remember. I think on an acoustic guitar. I think I did like the bass part and then did the guitar part and sent it to them. Like, hey, I think this works. Yeah, yeah. For a thing for me to do. And it totally did. And then the next time we got together, which was for a couple of shows here in the East Coast, we worked some more on new songs. And that was one of them that very quickly fell into place after, like, Chris had the amazing drum part. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a banger. That's great. And, and it was one that we, we definitely taped that rehearsal 
and sort of had to, when we went to actually record it, and we did play it live once, I think, before we recorded it, but uh, had to like reference the, the rehearsal tape and be like, okay, they rehearsed the, the, just the boombox recording or the laptop recording in the basement. Yeah. It's really cool. How do we recreate that like when we were yeah, actually it, it kind of explodes at, at that certain point right so like do you did you were you counting it out was it like uh something where you look at each other or what we just look at each other yeah yeah, yeah i think it uh, i think it, it, it it's funny because like like i said it, that song didn't make any sense to me when bob just had the riff mm-hmm. and then it makes perfect sense to me now like it's still a song like the guitar part on that is the thing if i pick up a guitar if i play for more than two minutes like i play my guitar part for that song. It's still, it's like a yeah. thing I, I really cool enjoy playing. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in some ways it was like an exercise. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has, it has that kind of feel where it's, you're like, I'm challenging myself to do, you know, like, well, I don't even. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it was doing. And so anyways, that was, that was that. And then, you know, Bob wrote the lyrics, obviously. Um, it's about, uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but it's about, uh, uh, Belmar, which is a uh, you know town of the oh no wait I'm uh yeah yeah that's what it's about you know town of the uh, you know future city of the future that oh sure yeah yeah turned out to not be that great <laughs> at least I think um and it's it's a super fun song to play live I think it's probably my favorite song on the record. Um, it's a good opener too. It's a good opener. It's a really good opener. I, I think I definitely push for that to be the opener. Um, oh, and then it has the, the the end part, the 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 round of three vocals, which was a thing that Bob sent Chris and I from Chicago. Uh, like, okay, here is the the vocal part. Like, you guys, here's my part, and here's the two other parts. You guys can pick whichever one you want to do. Right. And so, like, Bob <laughs> sent us a recording of. The three. Here's here's what it sounds like. Pick your pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, here this part's one, two, and three. I'm doing one. Yeah. You guys choose two or three. Yeah. Record them and send them back. You know, so that that that's how the, the vocals, which I think they're it's a super cool part. And uh um that's how that the, the background vocal thing happened, which was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's awesome. It's a like I said, it's 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 a banging first song. So Yeah, thank you. And then uh, second song, we have uh, Betty Ford James. I guess we'll call it Betty Ford James 1, right? You just call it Betty Ford James. <laughs> Betty Ford James, no period, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, Betty Ford James, that's, uh, it's, a, it's a song Chris wrote. Um, it's such a fun, short, sweet little song. Yeah. Um, he, he actually sent me the lyrics to that way before I heard the music. Oh, interesting. Okay. He he's like, hey, I just wrote this song. It's super cool. And he's, here's the lyrics. I was like, oh, okay, great. And I think I sort of bugged him about it. Like, hey, is that? And he's like, yeah, no, there's music for it too. And I was like, is there music or is it just lyrics? And he's like, no, no, there's music. And then I think we FaceTimed or something, and he he played it for me eventually. But like, yeah, it's a really fun song. Yeah, it's, it's that's a good banger. I think it clocks in like under a minute or something, right? It's always it's yeah, it's nice. like just under a minute. Yeah. yeah. And then that that goes um, well, and then that's got some evocative lines as, as well. Is it? It's, it almost seems like it's a you know, like recovery or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, yeah, themed. So. <clears throat> but then that goes right into jail material. 
immediately afterwards. Yes. <laughs> um, well, the, the interesting thing about that, I mean, again, I don't know how interesting, but uh, <laughs> jail material I wrote with all of the Betty Ford James. I wrote Jail Material. I wrote that with all of the Betty Ford James lyrics. You can put the Betty Ford James lyrics completely over the Jail Material because I had not heard the Betty Ford James music. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, and I was really obsessed with the lyrics, so I just wrote music, my own music to it. Nice. <laughs> and then when I found out that, that it had music, I was like, oh, shit, I have to, like, write different lyrics. I like this song. Right. <laughs> so the jail material material part, which is in Betty Ford James. Yeah. Stuck. Right. In the song jail material. But, uh, so I wrote different lyrics for it. Obviously. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's a song I really like. Um, uh, um, sort of hard to talk about your own shit, I guess, but like, uh, yeah, it's a fun one to play. It's it gets very aggressive there in the middle and very, which I like. Um, I think the lyrics are sort of you know could be open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. I uh, I uh, wrote them sort of with the, the from the point of view of like a a mercenary, mm. Mm. like a like a like a uh, like Blackwater type. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. With sort of my, my thought with the song, but maybe you know, maybe you know, I, I, you know, I don't know the type of people that actually take take that job, so I don't really know what they're thinking. But uh, that was yeah. that was what was going through my head at least when I wrote that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so after you is after that kind of a pop pop after poppy little number, a little melancholic maybe. Or... Yeah, that's that's a song that uh, we recorded. That that has uh, of all the songs that has the biggest change, sort of like late in the game, if that makes sense. Like that that song had different lyrics. Oh, interesting. Okay. And you know when you have a recording, like if we had just put the record out, you know, three and a half up for any time from when we recorded it to like three and a half or four years after, it would have had a completely different lyrics to that song. And. I never liked the lyrics. Mm. I wrote them and, and I every time I heard them, I'm like, ah, this song kind of sucks. <laughs> and and it was the only song in the record I felt that way about. Um, really, the only song in the band I felt that way about. Oh wow! Okay. And so I'd listen to it and go like, ah, man, I could have done better. I could have done better. Right. Um, and sort of late in the game, uh, Chris wrote the, the main body of the lyrics that are on the record a song called after you and that was another one i think he he called me and was like shortly after he moved back to cambridge he was like hey i just wrote this song um uh and play it had music and stuff and he played it for him. i'm like oh that's amazing we got to record that he's like no i'm not i don't want to record it i was like okay and so i bugged him i'm like hey man remember those lyrics for that that song after you i want to put them over this other song yeah. And he's like, oh, great. So cool. I All sang right. that, and then I had to write the second half of it, uh, which I did very quickly. I think I sat down and, and wrote the second half of it in like 10 minutes. Um, and I was much, much, once it had the different lyrics, I was very happy because I liked the music. Did, I liked what it, we did. It, it like saved the song for you. It, it, oh, absolutely. It was like, you know, we weren't going to cut it, but it would have been one of those like, 
oh, we should have left that off the album for me personally. <laughs> like those guys liked it, and they were both like, no, the lyrics are fine. I'm like, no, they're really like I don't like them. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was glad that there was this sort of last minute lyrics that Chris had written, and it was fun to collaborate like that to sing someone else's stuff. Yeah, which I, you know, I guess I've done a little bit in cahoots, but not much ever. So like. You know, the first half of that song, I didn't write the lyrics, but I'm singing them. And that was really kind of fun. I'd like to do more of that. Do you think that, uh, yeah, I, do, I mean, do you think that's something that you might potentially look at in the future to, like, sort of challenge yourself uh, with, with a little bit? If you if you do enjoy it, as far as, like, you know, I'm going to try to write to your voice or, you know, I'm going to. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm down for that kind of thing. I mean, it can be difficult. But uh, but it was fun doing that where it was like I didn't write these lyrics and then I'm singing them and yeah, have to yeah. have to uh, uh, sing them with conviction. Right. Do right. you know? What I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta own it. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, all right. I have to own this, and I didn't write it, so that's not something I'd ever done before. So that was fun to, to try to do. And I think the vocals. I think I just like literally went and did one take, maybe. To take. I mean, it was very quick. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's that one. Uh, the Daily Biscuit. Oh, that's a fun song. That's a Bob song. Um, um, that one, I think, happened pretty quickly. Like, Bob had the, the, the bass part, and then we just sort of jammed on it, is my memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's a fun song. Uh, unlike I think most of our other stuff, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's I think it's a great song. Like I really like that one a lot. Uh, I think Bob's singing on that is really good. Um, I like the the guitar. Chris played some guitar on that. Um, that was just all in all. That's just like that song makes me happy. Like to hear. Do you know nice. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I I absolutely do. Yeah. And I, I get it. Uh, chalk it up to island time. It's number six. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, it's a Chris 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 jam. Um, it's, uh, you know I like all the songs in this record. I don't mean to like keep saying oh I like that one, but it's maybe the only time in my life where I really legitimately can say that about like it's great. Yeah, like I like all these songs still, and it's been like a while since we recorded them, and like I still like them. It's a good sign. Yeah, totally. So yeah, chalk it up to island time. It's Super fun to play live. Um, uh, it's just a fun song. Um, you know, you'd have to ask Chris what it's about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there is a lyric sheet, actually, with the new record, which is Oh, cool. you know, I actually... I wish I would have known that. I could have brought, brought my copy down. I didn't, didn't, didn't think about it's, that. But. It's the first one we've done with a lyric sheet. So I was, gonna, that's, I, that's I was actually going to I was actually gonna ask about that earlier, and I totally forgot about it. But, I, yeah, I... Um, did not know that. That could have come in handy. Oh well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know why this. That made me think of it. But tell me about greens fees. About what? Greens fees. Greens fees. Yeah. What's that? Is maybe is that just a Bob thing? I thought that was a fairies thing, like greens fees, like when you. Uh... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, um, like being in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, because we have to travel a lot. Obviously, there's there's 
there's flights involved with us getting together. So we, we typically lose money. And it's, it's, it's greens fees. If we were dudes <laughs> who play golf, we would pay greens fees to go do it. So, I mean, you know, obviously we, we have no problem with getting paid for shows or for records or anything, but, but we understand exactly where this is and we're middle-aged, uh, you know, playing in this band. Yeah. We used to say that a lot. Yeah. Greens fees. Well, it's just greens fees. And, and like, I have no idea. I, I assume golf is pretty expensive. I, I don't know. I, I know people I, that have played it a lot and I know that pe- I know people that love it and Oh, I'm sure it's I great. I don't have strong feelings about it, but I really just I don't know how much it costs. I mean, I think it depends on. Well, okay, I, I'm, I'm that's not entirely true. I I know that like playing on a municipal course versus like playing at a country club or something like that's a whole. Oh, thing. sure, it must be anything from cheap to insanely expensive. Exactly. Basically, if you like if you like that game and you want to play, there are sustainable and 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 not super expensive ways to play it, but. Most of the associations with like the grand courses or like the major courses or whatever, it, it's yeah, it's, it gets expensive. Yeah, I played golf once in my life, and it was clearly on a place you could just show up, and it was like fifteen bucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, some guys that, that that played that you know like to go out on the weekend and play golf, yeah, exactly. but at a place that we I mean we showed up and it was it was not expensive. Yeah, I, I, it, so it's sort of like a, um, I guess, a metaphor for life to a certain degree. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say we're probably on the lower end of the greens fee scale. <laughs> the I, I, I like I like the term, and I think it it um, adequately and eloquently describes something that you know people don't usually mythologize. And I thought that was pretty funny. Like I was like, oh, that's funny. I like that. Yeah, well, it, it's true. <laughs> I mean, with with so many bands, you know, there are obviously bands that that, that make their living as bands. There are bands that make part of their living or bands that make none of their living. You know, there's, there's every permutation of that. Sure. And I don't be, be, begrudge anyone for doing any of those versions. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But like, I would rather lose a few bucks and play an awesome show somewhere. Yeah. Then either not play that show and just not lose a few bucks. Yeah. Or, play some lame ass show for a few, for a few bucks. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, just... it, it, it does. And yeah, I think that that's, you know, like you said, like people get different things out of, uh, out of bands and people sometimes are in bands for different reasons, but it seems like you guys have your thing very clearly defined and uh, you have a sense of humor about it too, which I think is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And we know we're not going to, you know, have a hit record or anything, you know, we are a hundred percent know where we stand, you know? Yeah. That, there's that, all, like, there's we, all kinds of vulgarity in your big pop hit. So, you know, congratulations. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not buying yachts right, on the royalties right, right. from. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we were, that was Chuck at the Island time. Oh, the know-it-all. The next one up. Oh, yeah. Um, is that the order? Yeah, I guess it is. The know-it-all is... Um, I don't have the record down here, so I'm, I'm just going... No, no, no. no. I, I have, probably have one here somewhere. But, but no, that is... Um, the know-it-all is a great song. And another... I like all these songs. Fuck. Um, you sound so, uh, so, you sound so shocked problem. about that, but... I kind of am. I got to be honest. Like, I have a lot of... Uh, I often have a lot of self-doubt. 
Do you know what I mean? And and I can do. be very critical of myself, uh, maybe too much so, and definitely can be like, oh yeah, uh, why'd we do that? And, and I don't with any of these, so that's really nice. And uh, the Know It All is just a, a really good song. That was um, another one that you know Bob had written, and then I sort of struggled with with what to do on the guitar on that, and and so I did this sort of same thing as on on MC Modern, where I wrote this part. It was like this really intricate part and it was borderline a part I couldn't play. I had to like actually mm. practice it like an hour a night for a while. Interesting. And okay. Okay. Bob and Chris were both like, that sucks. Like right the first time I played it, they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I wrote this whole part. And they're like, that's terrible. And I was like, uh, no. Let and they were like, no. Like both of them. There was, and it wow. was not even. No sold, huh? <laughs> it was just yeah, completely like, and it was like, and I get it. It probably was a shitty part, but like, I still know the part and would like to use it somewhere else. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was a very difficult part for me to play yeah. and for me to like figure out. So then, that going into recording it, I knew what I was going to do, and then I had to not do that because they were both like, "You're not doing that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and I didn't, you know, uh, if I had felt really strongly, I could have asserted myself more but i didn't so on that one i sort of had to quickly like what do i do yeah and i think we all sat around you know well maybe try this or try this and then came up with the part i play and um and so it, it's it's a fun song yeah and it doesn't have my bitch and guitar <laughs> apparently it does not have that part you were shamed out of doing so you know well it was it was, it was <laughs> pretty atonal gotcha. i mean okay well, it, it, it made sense to me i think and, and it was like yeah i'm probably glad that we didn't do it because i like what i i really enjoy what i what I do now, you know, I think it sounds great the way it is now. So yeah, yeah. Well, and then you got, you know, whatever you can use that for something else, and maybe maybe it'll I'm find gonna, its home there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring that like every time to the table and just so it finally gets in. Just watch them be like, ah, oh, that again. <laughs> that fuck. No, but it was like both of them right away were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, oh shit! All right. Not necessarily the reaction maybe you expected when you came up with it. Of like, oh no, but but I, I do get it too because it was a yeah. strange part, right? Well, and it's it, it's fine. Yeah, good parts don't make good songs, right? So, yeah, no, you you have to like in a band, uh, you have to have some humility, you know, yeah, especially like exactly. you come up with something and right away. All the other band members are like, no. You know, if you trust your other band members, like, yeah, maybe okay. listen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, move on. Fine. All right. Well, move on. <laughs> and I think we could all do that to each other and it would be fine. <laughs> nice. Uh, Laos. Oh, Laos. Uh, that's a Chris, Chris song. I think he wrote that, uh, like the day we recorded it or the day, you know, he wrote that while we were recording. I mean, I think he went into my bedroom. I remember like an came out an hour later with a song banged out yeah and uh it was i i ended up redoing my guitar part on it like several years later oh interesting because, um which we didn't do a lot i know that the record took a long time but most of it is all like from the original sessions like without doing a lot of crazy stuff later on 
Um, that one, I didn't really wrap my head around how to play that song. It's, it's a bunch of weird Chris chords that were confusing. And <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it no, makes no, sense I know anything. you meant that seriously. It's just a funny sentence. So sorry, I didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 and so we recorded it, and it was a thing where I had to like really, really focus on what I was doing. Yeah, in a way that uh, I was not psyched about. And I think Chris doubled the guitar part, and then we played it every night on a tour for a few weeks. And at like the third or fourth night, I got the song. Mm-hmm. Like it made sense for me to play how how to play it. Right. It didn't even change how I was playing it. It just suddenly didn't become. I'm doing this, trigonometry here. Yeah. <laughs> right, it didn't become this, this fucking ordeal of like, shit, what's next? Ah. Yeah. And so like once I did that, I think I re-recorded it like fairly soon after I got home. I was like, oh, you know, I listened to it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really stiff. Yeah. I'm going to redo it. And, and it just, you know, you can't tell. I used the same rig or whatever, same guitar. And uh, I was just much happier with with it once I knew how to play it, as opposed to like recording it right. where I didn't really understand it. There, there is some kind of ineffable thing that happens with some songs when it's a song that's like been you know played on the road or like road test or just played live at, at general. Uh, sure. Versus, this is the second or third time that I've done it. We're just got like, and it's not not that it can't be can't be good. Don't get me wrong, but there is a slightly different feel. They can they can come from certain yeah that, way. that can be good or bad I mean yes. when Cahoots, Cahoots records we often like very often we'll learn a song and record it yeah and that's what goes on the record and I, I really mean like how's it go goes like this yeah. okay we play it once or twice record it and that's sounds the relief yeah <laughs> and and this one was a song you know Chris wrote it he showed it to me and it was like seven chords I've never played in my life. <laughs> in weird positions and it was like okay and the, you know so like so you're sitting there I like had to, <laughs> I had to like write it out like write out a little cheat sheet and i'm like what the fuck is this like he's like yeah go to the a i'm like this is not really an a you know yeah and it is but so so once i understood it it was crazy much more fun and, and and i decided to redo the part just because it made sense to me now yeah yeah absolutely why wouldn't i mean why not <laughs> make makes sense for the situation right yeah, and it's another and it's another one like I think probably that I didn't really like that song until I understood how to play it. And then it became super fun yeah. to play. It's a song I love. But I think it was definitely the one on the record where I was like, I don't know about this song. Right. <laughs> and that was all because of my own failing at playing it, not because of the song itself. And once I wrapped my head around it, it was like, oh, this song's awesome. Then it was rehabbed. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ida Says. Oh, Ida Says. That is um, my daughter's name, Ida. And it's not really a song that's about her, except for the last line. It was written when she was, uh, she's six. She turned seven on Friday. And it was written when she was, I don't know, one or two. You know, mm-hmm. she really didn't have a lot of words. She said cat a lot. Ida says cat. And the rest of the lyrics are not about her at all. Um, and that's that's a that's a good song. I like it. Um, I was trying to do the guitar part, and you never would guess this, but I was listening to a lot of Joseph Spence, who is a 
Bahamian guitar player who I've sort of been obsessed with my whole life. And I listened to him a lot when I was a teenager. And then whenever I, I sort of re-listened to his records when I wrote that song, and he has this feel like his time is, is unique. Okay. It's like his own world. Like he's playing guitar. I mean, he's out of tune, which I like, but, but he's, I can't describe it, but his timing is not normal. And I was trying to, with what I was playing on guitar, like the trying to kind of emulate his time or, or like what he does. Yeah, emulate him. I mean, it sounds absolutely nothing like him. Like you would never in a million years, if you listen to Joseph Spence, you would think I'm insane for saying that. But I was listening to a lot of Joseph Spence. Sure. And it's your version of that thing of like his like yeah or it's it's what what i was listening to and, and i obviously can't copy it i don't know how to do that i'm not good enough you know i can't sound anything like him but there's a thing he does that i, I like and uh, i was sort of trying to do that and you know got it wrong and, and, and up with your own stuff instead uh, yeah yeah and, and 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 so it's it's a cool song i like it I don't know what else, you know. No, no, that's fine. That's that, that's that's interesting. I don't, I'm not familiar, but I'll I'll definitely check. I'll check out. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, he he's. Uh, my dad was a fan. My dad actually saw him live a couple times, which is crazy because he only played like in America, you know, twice yeah. or something. Yeah. What wasn't wasn't a big touring act in America? No, no, no. <laughs> he was not anything, and uh, just a really cool guitar player i like him so then we have the second betty Ford james yep any any particular reason why you're going to put the same song on twice was it a thematic thing we thought it was funny <laughs> i mean it is pretty funny it, you know it's funny. like it's a short song and it's the same exact song it's not like a different take or anything yeah 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 that that's not a different that's commitment to the bit right there. That's just... not a different mix. It's the same song. It's the same song and, uh, I think on iTunes we had to actually they they didn't let let us do it. Oh oh really? Because they have to have a unique song name. So one of them has a period at the end. Before <laughs> James, period. Um, no, it's the same song. We thought it'd be funny. Uh, it was like one of those jokes that we just stuck with yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it'd be funny if we put that on there twice and then it was like we should put that on there twice and then we you know asked a few people like hey has anyone heard of a band that's and like oh well it didn't like you know their records were like voodoo child slight return yeah you know, yeah or, something is slightly different about it or it's like a different version or like well, it's 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 the, oh the tempo's different or like whatever or something yeah revolution number nine revolution number you know whatever and it was like no this is just the same exact song and uh, congratulations it's, <laughs> That's it's really good. and it's only fifty six seconds long and you kind of want to hear it again when it's over sure so then you just wait a while and you get to hear it again <laughs> and if you don't like it like it's so short that eh, whatever. <laughs> if you don't like it, it's over soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> we just we just thought it was funny, and and I still think it's funny, so that's good. Uh, it is funny that iTunes uh, or whoever wouldn't let you get away with. Uh, you had to call it something slightly different. That is that is kind of funny. Yeah, we got an email from from Pete at Ernest Jennings, 
like, hey guys, we can't. We literally can't post this a second time. And I think it's just <laughs> iTunes. I think like other services. They're all okay with it, but iTunes like, nope. I think so, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it had to have a slightly different. So it's one's got a period. That's hilarious. <laughs> so then that, that brings us to the last song in the record, Washing the Water. Yeah, that is a song that is more like a Kahoot song. I, I wrote it specifically for the fairies, but like the, that sounds like something I would write for Kahoots. Um, is a song that is about uh, my friend Dave, uh, who uh, is Rob from the other guitar player and singer in Kahoots' brother, um, died a few years back. And uh, that was sort of my song about about him, um, him and and his brother, and, uh, and uh, you know, it was a, a shitty time for sure. Yeah. And I think I was sort of trying to just process it a little bit, and wrote a song about it. Cool song. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a nice honorarium. 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 Yeah, it's a it's a cool song, and it was definitely like you know, Dave uh, was a huge influence on me musically. Yeah, massive influence. You know, he was probably six or seven years older than me, and you know, I played in a band with his younger brother, and he was in cool bands he was 25 right. and he was in fucking cool bands and he wrote cool songs and he could play a bunch of instruments and he gave me the time of day yeah like when i was 18 right when he didn't have to yeah yeah oh no not at all i mean i was in a band with his brother but like no super great guy and like the my first introduction to like being around people that made you know i i knew people in bands in high school and i was in bands and my, I grew up around a lot of musicians. My parents were friends with musicians and stuff, but, but Rob and, and Dave and Dave's, uh, they had a band called the Inskirts, Dave and, and Rob from Cahoots and, and this guy, Brian. And it was my first time like being around people like, holy shit, you guys like do this. Right. Like you guys write songs and record tapes. It's fucking awesome. I, I love this. And so he was just a huge influence on me uh, as far as that kind of thing goes. And just for the idea of being able to do it, like kind of like that sort of like, oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, like you're a guy who plays in a band and it's not like you're a guy playing in a blues cover band or you're just like writing original songs and you're playing at parties or whatever. You know what I mean? Like this is this is rad. This is a thing that like, it's what I was doing as well, but it was like, holy shit, these guys are doing it, doing a good job of it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of inspiration. I absolutely do. Absolutely. Like, I go, go see his bands. There was a band up here called caustic deathbed that he was the bass player in as well. Huge influence on me. Like, like, holy fuck, these guys are so loud and they're so good. And like, and so that was just sort of a tribute song to him and, and his brother, who's a dear friend of mine. Well, that's very nice. I think it's a great record, man. It's uh, I hope everyone checks it out if you haven't already. Uh, the Martha's Vineyard Fairies, 
Bandcamp is, I think, just Martha's Vineyard Fairies. Bandcamp.com. Uh, folks can get it there. All the normal places that you can get records. Anywhere else people ought to be going? No, I mean, it's, uh, it is almost sold out at the vinyl um, at Bandcamp. Jesus, you ain't kidding. Four remaining, according to the website right now. So. Is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Well, you better get on that. Yeah. You get that um, Protonic Reversal bump. You're going to sell all four copies, buddy. Woo! Um, I am told that it is, uh, I believe it is getting repressed. There's oh, fantastic. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Great. No, super psyched. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it is. That is actually in the works, but I think that takes at this point, you know, like four months. Dude, dude, yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be okay. that's going to be a comeback on when the world is very different <laughs> kind of situation. Yes. So, so uh, there are copies available from uh, from some distributors. I think still. Yeah. I have some copies here, not many, but like I would imagine if if Ernest Jennings runs out on Bandcamp, like I've got ten copies upstairs. You know. What I mean? Yeah. You can, get you a copy we can, we can, want, make, but, we can talk <laughs> what do yeah, you got but, but also you, got? you know like independent record stores might have it or still be able to order some and if not there will be a second pressing well it's a banger record man i dig it thanks and it's not like i haven't digged the other digged digged dug it's not like i oh. haven't dug the other stuff but i think it's uh <laughs> you know it, it's it's a first of all it's a full length so there's more of it but it does there's no song that i would drop you know from that earlier stick that we were doing uh, the, no no that's the thing it's, <laughs> it's, it's like i was talking to bob about that like how because we've lived with it for a long time i mean it had different orders and slightly different overdubs and shit like but we've all lived with it for a long time and i we still all still like it yeah there's something to be said for that which is crazy you know so that's really cool and uh yeah, check it out. Hopefully, we'll, we were talking about touring maybe in February, uh, which is a good ways from now. Next winter, hopefully yep. things will be one, moving. One, one can hope. One can hope. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> hope. So watch out for it. We'll be we'll be there. Uh, last um, question. Actually, sure. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. It's, it's uh, great great to have you. Uh, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Um. Because I was bad at sports. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, very pragmatic answer. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, you know, the best answer I could give to that is uh, my my friend Charlie Esposito, dear dear friend. Uh, he was the keyboard player in Cahoots for a long time. Just he's been in bands since the '60s, literally. Mm-hmm. He's a little older than us. Always in cool original bands, like yeah. You know, he's like literally 70 years old now and he still records music and does cool shit. And the answer was sort of like, oh, I do what I do because it's what I do. And I know that makes very little sense. It's very zen. I like it, though. Oh. Yeah, but, but it, that was the only answer I've ever heard to that question that like I was like, yeah, that's why I do it, too. Like, I don't know. It's just what I do. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to do something, I guess. Well, I'm glad for it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. Thanks so much. Until next time. Yeah. Talk to you later. Ah, there he goes. All right. Let's hear it, Tim.
plane Shut my eyes and kept real still When we were young this was fun Now I'm a man with a gun And you better speak English We touched down, got on my knees, kissed the ground Outside it felt so free With a mask on my face Nervous as I material and Martha's Vineyard Fairies and before that we had the song that originally had the same lyrics as that song uh, and it's also on there twice Betty Ford James <laughs> those are all Martha's Vineyard Fairies songs off of the record sun's out guns out available now Martha's Vineyard Fairies bandcamp.com go get it poppers go get it you haven't already. If you want physical, well, might might already be too late. <laughs> Wait for the repress. Ah, oh, there we go. Martha's Vineyard Fairies. This has been another episode of Cone Neutron's Protonic Reversal. The show airs on Radio Nope, usually Thursdays, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. RadioNope.com is where that happens. ProtonicReversal.com for the archive. Always free, no ads, no sponsors, no kidding. Anyone within the sound of my voice. If you like the show and you want episodes sooner, patreon.com slash Reversal. 
One dollar a month will get you there. Fifty thousand watts of power. Thanks for everyone sharing the show around, sharing episodes they liked, you know, telling people something to listen to. Can't stand the culture of like and subscribe, but uh, it's how people find out about the bloody thing. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. This microphone turns sound into electricity. Coming up next, Eugene Robinson of Oxbow. Can you hear me now? Stay safe out there. Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl.
isn't really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive. Got my radio 